With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Recorded live. Hello? Hello? Ray, can you hear me? Yes, can you hear me? 
yes, yes, yes. I can hear you. I was like, where are you? <laughs> but something <laughs> happens. So, yeah. hi, is everything okay? Yeah, everything's good. I just um, was, uh, yeah, so everything's fine. Just a couple minutes late. No oh. problem. So tell me all the good things that have been happening. Um, let's see. Well, we just went to Ireland, and um, it was great. It was her, Saoirse's first trip abroad, and I, I was able to introduce her to um, my posse over there, which was great. And um, <clears throat> And she did really well on the airplane and with a with a jet lag. Like it's been really easy. And part of it is that you know we just I just sort of went with the flow with regard to her sleep over there, and um, and then back as opposed to like trying to make her conform to you know anything. And um, yeah, and work is great. It's about the same. And um, what is your posse, Deb? I, I actually don't know that word. Oh, posse? Posse yes. is, um, it means um, like a group of friends, like a posse, sort of, it's sort of like your gang. It's a, oh. it's a yeah, it's like a gang. Um, so I had, we saw four, four friends over there. I actually have more, probably just as many, if not more friends in Dublin than I have here. Um, Boston is just a tough city, you know, like in terms of building relationships relative to some other places. So it was really great to see those guys and um, get into the flow of Irish pace again and see the Irish countryside. And it was really, it was beautiful. Um, And that's definitely a possibility for where we might live. Uh, Yeah, so... Yeah, so that's, I mean, work is going great, and yeah, I don't know. I started doing yoga again. I started exercising again a little bit more, and um, wonderful. So there's more motivation. When did you get back from Ireland, by the way? Monday. Oh, my gosh, so you're just back, really. Yeah, yeah. We, were, we left on Friday. We came back. I'm sorry, we left on Thursday, came back on Monday. And um, it was just a short trip. I didn't want to overwhelm her with too much time, so I just did a very short trip. Um, right. Yeah. Sweet. And how was Because it was the first time you were introducing her to everybody, right? So how was yeah, it, it being was, there as it a mom? It was phenomenal. Yeah, it was amazing. And it was neat for me to introduce Saoirse to Ireland, you know, because that's where her name comes from, and a lot of my life was there, and and it's funny, I have seen, you know, being um, over there, being, having been a single female, uh, you know, of, you know, in my 30s and 40s, I had a lot of other female friends who were child-free and single and unmarried, and um, some of them just, you know, they didn't want children, so they totally don't get what I'm, they think, you know, one of them said, I think you're mad <laughs> to be doing what I'm doing, and their question was, do you ever go out, you know, and I'm like, well... Not much, and frankly, yeah. I prefer it that way. I mean, I was—I went out a couple of weeks ago to a benefit um, in in a in a town outside Boston, an arts benefit. And the friend I was going to go with didn't show, so that kind of sucked. But um, I went anyway, and I was just like, "This is so lame." I just, even if I had been with a friend, it would not—it just is not as fun, and it made me realize that. I have been all through my 30s and 40s living a single person's life, like who, you know, goes out and goes to bars and restaurants, but I'm actually a family person. Right. Yeah. And I was living the wrong life because I don't, I didn't like it. Yeah. Yeah, it just doesn't resonate. It's like, yeah, okay, so it's something you can do, but it's not like, yeah. Yeah, and you're so happy being a mother and among other children. It's uh, and sometimes there's stages of life, right? Yeah, but Laura, um, you know, fine. But I would really have preferred to do this a lot sooner. I, you know, I just don't. You know, it's been 
uncomfortable and isolating, and I've been unhappy about it for many, many years. So it's not like, you know, it's in my, I don't know, maybe my mid-30s. That was enough. (laughs) (laughs) You got plenty. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, I understand. So there's, but it's it's having the clarity because we, well, you've been trying for so long, right? That's the thing. It's like you, you had the clarity all along. I think I did. And I, um, I just, my life wasn't prepared for it financially um, and probably, um, you know, I wasn't as sophisticated or as healed psychologically as I am when it finally happened for me. So um, it happened, you know, it happened at a, at a good time. And I've submitted my application for adoption and I have uh, a home study and we just have to do one home study update. And I'm also preparing my body for another pregnancy. I don't know if I'm going to go that route, but um, I'm keeping the option open. So I'm on this uh, like um, hormonal balance supporting supplement and eating approach <laughs> that was Wonderful. provided by the the yoga as well, right? The yoga is actually fabulous for yeah, right? Like yeah. opening and, walking. and relaxing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. That's great. Ah, that's good. Yeah, and Stirsha's doing so great, and it's like now I can begin to prioritize my own. It's like I've been making a choice this whole time to prioritize Stirsha over my own physical athleticism. Like, I just didn't mm-hmm. see how I could fit it in. But now, I don't know, she's in a different place, and I can, I feel like I can, I can take some time for myself now, which I didn't, wasn't feeling before. I don't really know why, but anyway, so that's good. That's a big step. That's wonderful. So it's, well, it's also, and perfect timing, because if you have more space for yourself to get yourself ready, then there's also means that there's more space for another child. Like yeah. there's an opening. There's an opening happening naturally. Yes. Just naturally it's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. Uh, yeah. Yep. So it's all it's all good. Great. So what is the focus of today? Well, I wanted to talk a little bit about our work together and what I'm thinking and what like why I'm making a change because I wanted to just be um just openly speak about that and and talk about that. Um, so um, the work, the healing work that we have done is completely um, amazing. And you are, like, we have healed so much stuff. Um, and I think that it's had two, you know, sort of two impacts on me. One is just totally healing. And then the other is that I have developed a kind of an imbalanced self-perception or perception of this perception in general because it's been so focused on the unhealed parts of myself. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And it, it, I have cultivated um, kind of a pessimistic view as a result. And so I'm wanting to bring in... Um, shift the balance of positive, visionary, um, open possibilities in, in the personal work that I do along with the healing work. It's almost like we've been in a personal peace process or whatever that's called. Yes. <laughs> healing, yes, yes, you know, absolutely, healing. yeah. Yeah. And um, I want to balance that out with optimism and um, possibility. And it's been... In, that, in me, I have become imbalanced, I think, um, and I have become sort of pessimistic around it. Um, and so I'm trying to bring some optimism and possibility and magic, like spiritual magnet, magic back into uh, my personal development work, if that makes sense. So I'm working with a little bit more with my spiritual guide, um, so I'm just shifting the balance, if that makes any sense. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, and it is true that uh, our work has been work focused a lot on healing and, uh, and, you know, not as much on, like, law of attraction and bringing in a positive and a more mal- balanced view. So it seems, it seems perfect. It seems beautiful. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So do you see what, what are you envisioning? Are you wanting uh, to create a path and focus on more of the work that you're doing with your spiritual healer, you know, guide, or how would you, how are you seeing it? I'm not exactly sure. I mean, I'm, I'm wanting to probably uh, meet twice a month to start out, you know, I and put two, two, two meetings a month on the calendar and then okay. um, sort of see how that goes. I mean, I don't, I don't know. And then I'm working with a spiritual person on the other, other times. Um, Perfect. Yeah. And, yeah, and then, um, then we could also oh, – go, go ahead, please. No, I'm done. Okay. Because the other piece that we can work – and one, one more thing that I want to share about the work that we have created together is that also a lot of honoring of the, both the, you know, how the, the energy of the doer in you can also be balanced with the more feminine side which I think uh, that together with a lot of different, um, uh, different other things that you've been doing has been, you know, opening yourself to be pregnant, to be this mothering, to just create a more, um, yeah, balanced energy within you, right? That you have yeah. the, you know, the productive, the part of you that is the, the manager, the one in charge, and also inviting more of that, a piece of like, okay, you know, like you've been talking a lot about like wanting to be pursued, right? Yeah. You don't want to have to go out and find your partner. You want to be found. So that's yeah. a different energy. Yeah. Right? So, exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. Totally. Yeah. And the, the one thing, the one, um, one thing that I would love to share with you that I've been doing and it's been such a just a, such a sweet experience that you can incorporate. We can incorporate it together with anything that you're doing. It's called the exercise of remembering the future. Have you ever heard of that? Yeah, you've done that with me before. Yeah, yeah. And that yeah. is something that just creates vision and creates openness. So, but yeah, I, I am here. You know, for what you need me. Um, and as long as you need me, and then, you know, you, we all move on and or do different things. We need different things at different times, right? Yeah. So that's perfect. Well, I don't feel the need to move on. I mean, I think you're amazing at what you're the best. You are the best hands-down therapist I've ever met. <laughs> and we all think that. Like, we all know that. Like, that's what Lisa and I have talked about it a lot. Um, and so I don't feel like I need to move on. I'm just rebalancing a little bit. Perfect. That sounds wonderful. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, and I am here to bring, this is the, I think that my role in, in your, in accompanying you, it has, it's a lot of also seeing yourself, Deb, as you are whole. You have, so, and you know it, but to start feeling it in every cell of your body. Yeah. Because you, you know, who you are as a, as a woman, as a human being, as a mother, as a, you know, huge presence and leader in your field, you, you know, you hold a lot. You really do. And that has been one aspect that sometimes you get a little scared. There's been these pieces, I don't know how present it is right now, that, you know, men are going to be, like, scared of you because, you know, you have too big a presence or you're, you know. Uh, but I'm complete, completely confident that the right man is going to be absolutely in love with Every part of you. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> Where did you go? Where did you, you were quiet? It was like just absorbing. Yeah, I was also just thinking about a guy who um, I met on the airplane in, on the way back from Ireland, and it was um, sort of like a little, a little text message from God. Ah. You know, because he's married, he's not available, he's obviously not my partner, but he has some qualities that I I really like. And there's, he's from a per, certain part of Ireland, a county. I don't know, maybe you know this, but all the counties in Ireland are very culturally distinct. Um, and they, they used to be like tribes um, or systems. And 
you know, you think, oh, it's one country, and it is, but there's a really different spirit in the men from Cork, <laughs> which is from the South. And he's got that spirit, and it, it's sort of like um, there's just a really strong masculine energy that's a little bit irreverent and a little bit and very, very funny. And it, it's just a beautiful, beautiful um, quality. Um, but also very human and relational. It's such an, it, like you don't really see it in America. You don't see this quality in America, American men. Um, huh. So it sounds like a very balanced male. A very balanced male with a, a, like a deep, deep masculine voice, like a huge energy, huge life force. And a little irrelevant and irreverent, you know, irreverent. It's a little bit like, um, you know that word, irreverent? Oh, yes, yes. Actually, that's yes. the word in Spanish, and I, I love it. <laughs> I love that word. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, and, and very funny, very, very funny. Uh, so, like, big energy, and it's really wonderful. And the guy that I am, um, I, who... The only people who've ever um, proposed to me have been Irishmen. <laughs> and one of them was from Cork. And he, I could really recognize the cultural traits. Like, they were so similar. It was super interesting. Super interesting. Um, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very interesting. And That's fascinating. Uh, I want to, and it's also a culture that just that culture in a really wonderful way. Isn't it? it has what? You're breaking up a tiny bit. Oh, sorry. Okay. Give me one second. Can you hear me? Not really. No, it's still a little break up. One second. How's that? Yeah, this should be better. Yeah, yeah. Okay, perfect. <laughs> you guys, <laughs> what happened? Oh my God, Shirsha is um, just being super funny. I had to come out and get my long cord because I have to plug myself into the wall and I walk through a room where they are. <laughs> Shirsha is sitting at my desk, wrapped up in a green blanket, watching. Oh, it's so funny. <laughs> What, you, what is she watching? She's just watching a, a nursery rhyme, rhyme song on Rose's uh, um, iPhone. But it's so cute. She's just sitting on She's just so cute. She's so funny. Seriously, is getting to have a sense of humor. She was, I just have to say this one thing. She was, uh, we were in the baggage claim after the flight, and she was a little hyper just from, you know, being cooped up and a little jet lagged. And she was singing to herself, and I'm just waiting for the bags forever. And she was singing. I listened into her, her lyrics, and the lyrics were, if you, if you meet a man, he might have a beard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, I love it. I wonder Isn't that where so she funny? That. That's well, hilarious. She, she, because she doesn't spend a lot of time with men, and she gets a little scared by the beard. My brother has a beard, and I think she uh, he doesn't she n- never likes my brother, and is freaked out by people's beards as a result. Doesn't see a lot uh, of beards, and then she sees a man with a beard, and she's like, "What is that?" Right. right. So she's, like, she's processing life. You know, if you meet a man, you might have a beard. <laughs> that is perfect. That is, but it's so brilliant. It's amazing. It is, it is brilliant. That is- Wow. Yeah, you have a see that's that's the difference, Deb, that between you and I I understand the impatience and saying I was ready in my thirties to be a mother and why did this not happen before? But I have to tell you, you just like me, you have a very old soul for a daughter and they actually yeah. chose when it was the right time, you know? Yeah, that's true. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Sometimes we forget that, that we're like, you know, in our in our own lives, and we're like, well, I was ready to be a mom, and, you know, I feel like they're like, well, you know, you were not ready to have me, and I was, you know, I I had also a say in the timing. <laughs> so, right. Yeah, man. So that's important. Yeah. Yeah. So, so how are anyway. you feeling in, in general? How How is the sense with... You know, having gone to Ireland, is that feel like home? Is that 
something that is calling you that is, you want to pursue, you're not so sure? I'm not so sure, and this is the thing, like the um, it is something I'm looking into, and I've already, already been on some websites, um, real estate websites, um, and <clears throat> it's definitely a possibility. Um, and the, the, the interesting thing is, um, I'm not sure, I'm also going to Prince Edward Island this summer with my um, cousin, my grand cousin, my mom's cousin with Sarasha. So we're going to check that out um, in Canada. And I'd also like to see Costa Rica and um, mm-hmm. also going to South Carolina. Although Costa Rica, like the tarantulas, well, the scorpions and the snakes kind of freak me out about Costa Rica. But maybe I would have to get over that. So there, I have a few places. And I'm also coming to Northampton in May. Um, but I, I think the answer is like you have been trying to work with me is not going to come through my head because it's not like I'm stymied. My head is stymied on where to be, um, where to settle down. Like I can't, my head can't get there. Um, That's true. um, Yeah, it's like, and also my head can't get there in terms of how to have the next welcome, what channel the next child will come through to us. Like I I can't get there. So it's going to happen. I'm just opening the channels and we'll see what happens. Right, exactly. So tell me, what would it be like to just for a moment imagine that to, to have that space? I want you to consider that you feel settled. You feel yeah. settled, right, in your, your homeland, whatever that may look like, and that you have your family Yeah. Well, it'll feel sort of like it felt with Sersha in my life, which is sort of a sense of absolute, unwavering certainty that we belong together. Yes. And just yeah. a sense of like deep, deep rootedness from my second and third chakras, I think, like just instead of anxiety and unsettledness and like uncertainty coming from there, it's sort of like deep. There's like a rooted sense of settling. Yeah. Like a very deep anchor into the earth and it feels calm and quiet and incredibly fulfilling and joyful. And, um, the search is over. You know, it's like this energy of searching is really, the energy of seeking and searching is, it's hard. It's hard work. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's exhausting. It's, um, it's high, it's like high up in the body as opposed to low, you know, it's, yeah. um, yeah. like up by the chest, the anxiety area, the chest and the throat. And, um, so it feels I can finally let down and relax. I'm not having to fight against the current anymore. It's here. Okay. Yes. So let's let's tap let's tap together. Let's do karate point together. Deep breath. Coming into this moment fully. <clears throat> even even though I'm not there yet. Even though I'm not there yet. My body knows in every cell, my body knows in every cell, exactly how it feels to arrive. Exactly how it feels to arrive. To feel grounded and settled. To feel grounded and settled. And fully belonging. And fully belonging. And I'm open to taking the steps. I'm open to taking the steps. I'm reaching that space with peace and ease. And reaching that space with peace and ease. And receiving guidance and insight, you know, about what those steps are. Perfect. Yes. Wonderful. So just invite that in, tapping through the points together. I don't know what the next steps are. I don't know what the next steps are. 
And I know that the answer does not lie in my head. I know that the answer does not lie in my head. And yet my head has been such a useful tool, and yet my head has been such a useful tool that it just comes to the forefront to rescue me. That it just comes to the forefront to rescue me. Making unconscious lists of pros and cons. Making unconscious lists of pros and cons. And all kinds of other intellectual concepts. And other kinds of intellectual concepts that throughout my life has supported my safety. That throughout my life has supported my safety. Yep. And uncertainty feels risky. Say that again? Uncertainty feels Uh, risky. Uncertainty feels risky. And it is true that I'm in an uncertain place. And it is true that I am in an uncertain place. I don't know when my second child is coming into our life. I don't know when my second child is coming into our life. I don't know when or where we're going to settle. I don't know when or where we're going to settle. And we're going to call our home. And where we're going to call our home. I don't know when my partner is going to show up. I don't know when my partner is going to show up. And all the uncertainty puts my nervous system in a challenging situation. And all the uncertainty puts my nervous system into a challenging situation. I now choose to honor my nervous system. I now choose to honor my nervous system. And the discomfort that this brings. And the discomfort that this brings. There's a lot of fear involved in not knowing. There's a lot of fear in not knowing. Because bad things could happen. Because bad things could happen. Bad decisions could be made. Bad decisions could be made. And fear just comes up to protect me. And fear just comes up to protect me. That is something that was programmed into my nervous system since I was very young. That was something that was programmed into my system since I was very young. Take a breath. I started feeling safe when I moved out of home. I started feeling safe when I moved out of home. And that was my choice. And that was my choice. And it was a conscious choice. Um, you know what? I think it was kind of a subconscious choice, actually. Oh, really? Oh, wonderful. Okay, keep on tapping. Tell me about it. I just felt attracted to um, boarding schools, and I wasn't thinking, oh, this situation sucks. I better get out. I was just subconsciously finding an alternative, following where it felt good. Okay, wonderful. Okay, I think this is this is great. So it was like at that point, it just... There was something that pulled you a little bit, and you were curious, and you followed along. Yeah. So you know yep. what that's like, right? Yeah. So that's then it's the same welcome, the same experience of like, okay, where do you feel pulled? Yeah. And let's look. Is there any fear connected with the uncertainty that is present right now that we need to on release? Not right now. It comes and goes, but not right now. Beautiful. Okay. So in that case, let's just honor this flow. I want you to you know there's so the spring is so beautiful. I'm just actually going by a tiny little brook over here. You know how like the water always finds the best place to continue yeah. flowing, yeah. right? Yeah. So just like that, when you were when you found about boarding schools and those being an option and you're like, Okay, so we're gonna take steps towards that that place and see where it takes us. And it took you to an amazing place. So it's about seeing what the energy pulls you and what is just like Sierra, right? And just keep on tapping to the points. Just like just like Sierra is in a point where now organically there's space created for you to have more time for yourself and creating the space for a new baby, a new baby and presence in your life. Mm-hmm. What if there were exactly that same organic movement that opens up and creates the invitation to the place where you need to be? Yeah. Yeah. Right? That's just, there's a, there's a level of 
faith and trust that is profoundly spiritual. Yes. It's, it's, oh, I would dare say that it's almost the opposite of the intellectual process. Yes, totally. Yep. Right? And yet it, there's moments where the head comes in and it's like, well, what the heck are we doing? Where? How? When? What happens? You know? So in those moments, what could be the anchor to bring you back into the faith and the trusting? Right. That's the, that's the million-dollar question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I, have an, I have an answer that I, I know you, you have the answer, and I'm going to actually show you where it is. Okay. <laughs> so the Good. answer is within you because you have done it, Deb. Mm-hmm. You have done it. So your your system knows where to find those answers. You know, one of the things that I have learned is when something, when you have to contort someone, something like, let's say, you know, you want to make something work, you know, like, okay, yeah, Northampton could be the one, but, you know, could be the place, but there's this thing and there's that thing, and then the house, and I went and see it, and it's not the one. And then it's like, okay. Instead of trying to make it happen, trying mm. to figure it out, it's like, okay, right now, this feels like a no. This is not the right place. Yeah. Right? So it's, it's about it's how the mind gets a little bit scared and tries to hold on to something because the unsettling, the, 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 the sense of un, you know, unsettling and uncertainty feels uncomfortable. Yeah. So the answer is like, just remember those moments. I wanted to remember moments where you knew, like there was a, there was something that was flowing in a great way towards the boarding school. There was a moment where you knew, you knew about how. I mean, things around Sierra's birth were like not just well, and the, and the conception and everything, or inception was miraculous. Like, how did you find yes. the woman that donated the eggs? How, or the embryos? How, how did you find the doctor to, that Woodwork's going to do it? Just, I want you to tell me about those instances, the things that just felt right. Right. I mean, it was sort of like the, I had my list of criteria, and I was going through all these. I found this great um clinic that had embryos and and you could do it's like the most affordable um fertility plan um out there and um i found these embryos and she met all of my criteria the embryos met all my criteria <laughs> and um and along so, with the embryos the clinic came with the doctor and the protocol that the doctor used was the best protocol that I had been through um you know like at Boston IVF the protocol it took a really bad it gave me migraines it took a terrible toll on my body the other protocol I was feeling at my best and um I didn't feel any like it all just fit and then the doctor afterwards after he inserted the um the embryos into my uterus and I, I got dressed and he came out and he said, I have a really good feeling about this. And he gave me a hug. <laughs> oh. and, yeah. And, uh, and I said, which was super interesting, isn't it? That the doctor was that connected. And uh, yeah. So yeah. And I was staying in the beautiful Airbnb and, uh, it just all felt. I had then. Then I had a massive fight with my brother, which was not great. Um, but he did. He did some really good work to, you know, to support me. He was there. Um, so some of it was really good. And um, yeah. yeah. So there was there was something. So there was, you know, I, I love that you said, you know, and this is one thing that is so cool that like the the mind also works beautifully with the intuition because. You had your criteria, right? And all the, the embryos of these women fit all your criteria. Was there something else in addition to your criteria? Was there something that you said, this feels right, this is it just, it's working out, in, you know, in an equal way or it's flowing? Well, the feeling was just, just commit to those embryos. And I didn't okay. know at the time that I was going to do it. I was, I was sort of like, I don't know if I'm going to do this. 
because I had been at the end of my, like I'd been through so many failed attempts and it was so painful and I didn't want to go through another failed attempt, but I bought them anyway. I, not that you buy them, but you put a, a down, like you, you reserve them with some portion of the, of the whole fee and that you end up paying for the, the transfer. And um, said, I don't know if I'm going to do this, but I'm going to get these embryos anyway. And, um, and then it just took a little while for me to, you know, sort of crawl back to the unopened space. And I was pursuing adoption at the same time. So I was really relaxed about both options and open, mm-hmm. genuinely open to both possibilities. And um, it, it was slowed organically. I didn't have, like, you have this bam, you know, a big explosion of yes. But I sort of like, I have a quieter, like, I have a quieter way. Like, I just sort of. It's a slower process. It's a slower river, and it just yeah. moves. You know, I Perfect. don't have the the big bam. <laughs> no, and like that's wonderful. Do. That's that's wonderful because it's you know then you recognize what is your what are your messages and how you process yeah. things and yeah. how you allow things to happen. But interestingly, as you were describing everything, it's quite similar to what's going on now. Like you're taking yeah. care of your body, preparing for a pregnancy, but being very open to the adoption. And basically just open, it seems like. Yeah, open to different locations, open to different possibilities. Um, just creating the space for possibility, getting ready. Yes. That's it. That's it. And living how... in possibility. I think that's what it is. Living in the space of possibility in creating the space for possibility. I think that's a great way. That actually res- resonates. As opposed Wonderful. to focusing on the end result and all the steps and how I'm going to be there and mm-hmm. get there, it's sort of like nurturing the space of possibility. Yes. And, and, and tending to that. Yes. That's beautiful. And then also, let's talk for a moment and flesh this out. What does it mean to live in the space of possibility? Because there is a, there is a slight excitement. You know, there's, there's a little bit of nervousness of like, ooh, what, you know, like being curious and excited uh, about what is it get, that is going to show up. How is it going to show up? Yeah, and it's, it's open. It's optimistic. It's very optimistic. And yeah. it's creative and it's nurturing. And it's... Um, it's curious and exciting, and it's fertile. It's very fertile. Yes, that's beautiful. Wonderful. I think that's it, We just hit on it. That, yes. that is it. I have to write that on my board or in front yes. of my desk. Live um, something about, like, tending to the space of possibility, nurturing the, the, the space of possibility. You know, it's like it's sort of like putting – you know, preparing your garden to plant stuff yes. and planting little things and who knows what's going to take and who knows what's going to come up and other stuff is going to come up that you didn't plant, you know? But it's like yeah. tending to the space of possibility. Nurturing and, that. And, right. And nurturing the fertile ground. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Now, let, let's say that in this beautiful garden, perfect timing, you add... You just tend to it. You put a little fertilizer and you add, you know, water and you plant the seeds. Now, there may be other things that grow. So let's look at when those things grow, then it may be a little bit of time to see, okay, is this something that I want in this garden or not? Does it yeah, feel and right? I was just thinking about, like, you know, not everything that grows has to be something that I put there. You know, it could be something yeah. else that I really want that I didn't know to plant. And, um, but I create the space for it to um, the possibility of something wonderful that I didn't anticipate. So it's not like I'm the only one in control here. That's a really powerful, uh, that's a very powerful statement. Yeah. (laughs) That is really, so reminding yourself of that. Yeah. And I want to share that I've been doing a meditation at least every other day. I choose this one that is about surrendering. 
and every day to just like surrender because, you know, the, in the guided meditation, she says, and as the story goes, we are not in control. We believe that we are, but we are truly co-creating. Yeah. Yeah. With a, with a force that sometimes we don't know, right? That's right. Yeah. So tending that space and... Has it, has it happened? I know that you just arrived. You had a fabulous experience. If there are any doubts or any fears that, that come up, right, of uncertainty or impatience? No. Okay. Maybe a little impatience. And, and sometimes when, and I'm not there now, but sometimes when I'm in the, the space of not having faith, I'm very, very self-critical for not having figured it all out. Yeah. I'm yes. not there right now, but sometimes I, I can be. Wonderful. Okay, so that's the wonderful thing is that that is your shadow. So there's something that is either stressing you or putting you in defense for some reason. So instead of being in your light of patience and possibility, you're in there like, why haven't you figured it out yet? Why is this not happening yet? What are you doing wrong? What am I doing wrong? You know, what's yeah. happening here? Right. What What do I need to change, heal, transform? Yeah. Something? What do, you know, what is, it's like, what do I need to do in order to make it right? Exactly. So what is, in that moment, you just, just do your board or whatever you need to put it, a reminder of, like, everything is in divine timing. It's Okay. There has to be some sort of reminder that, that it's like there, I am okay and everything is working out fine. So that, that speaks of a fear. There's a fear of something, a fear that things are not going to change, a fear that you may end up alone, a fear that you may not have a second child. It's um, a fear of death. Oh, Okay. That I don't. I have a limited time, and I have to get this right fast. Okay. okay. Because my mom died young. Okay. This is actually something I we could work on. I I do have sort of this like. I feel like I'm escaping death because my mom died at age 47, and I'm like I'm 49. I'm going to be 50 in July, and it's like mm, I don't know how long I have to live. Right. And therefore, I really need to get this right fast. Perfect. So we're definitely going to work on these. And for now, what I would like you to do is, so tapping through the points, because it's it's present, it has bubbled up. So it's like, I do feel like I'm living in borrowed time. I do feel like I'm living in borrowed time. And this is my mom's, my mother's life. And this is my mother's life. And her message. And her message. And it has downloaded into me. And it has downloaded into me. So I feel like I am just, I have to rush because I don't know how much time I have left. Exactly. I feel like I have to rush because I don't know how much time I have left. I need to have another child and a partner and do do it all before my time is up. Yeah, I have to have another child and find the right place to live and get the right partner in place because I don't, I don't know how long until my time is up. Yeah, and I even would have to enjoy my life and be happy for ten or twenty years because I may have only five. Yeah, I have to have as much enjoyment and ha- happiness of ten and tw- ten or twenty years squished into five because I may only have yeah. five. Yeah. And that is something that has been in the back of my mind for a very long time. Yeah. And that is a something that is something that has been in the back of my mind for a very long time. In time at times making me extremely sad. At times making me extremely sad. Especially when I think of Sirsha. Especially when I think of Sirsha. And I remember very clearly we worked on that piece, by the way. Yeah. So it's not Yeah. Yeah. But probably, hopefully, not as intense. So what if I were to own a different reality? What if I were to own a different reality? What if I can invite each of myself? What if I can invite each of myself 
to realize that I am not my mother, to realize that I am not my mother. My life actually doesn't resemble hers very my much life, at all. My life and my body actually don't resemble hers at all. And as much Except as I love face. her, <laughs> my face. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Right. As much as I love her, I can honor her by being who I am. I can honor her by being who I am and not like her. And not like her. Her soul had a journey and it completed in a brief time. Her soul had its own journey and it completed in a brief time. But in my heart, I know that that is not my journey. I don't know that I can say that yet. Okay. Um, and my heart, okay. I, I wonder if that's my journey too. So, do you have a sense that you're gonna like so to connect with yourself? There's there's a fear. There's a fear of a lack of yeah. time, and so that's a fear, and it's more like your third chakra. But if you put a hand briefly on your heart, right, and now you have a, a young daughter, and connect with your soul. Just get a glimpse, a glimpse of what is it that your life holds? Well, my life journey has been about healing, um, my ancestral lines of pain and suffering and yeah. and letting those go and creating an, about renewal and creating a new way of being that is totally different in a way Sirsha is the perfect example of that because she came through me but she is not of my ancestral um heritage um, and I'm sort of like that. I came through my parents, but I do not, I am not taking forward so much of what they were burdened with. And it sort of was like the buck stops here with me. I am not living out their psychological history anymore. And I'm not going to pass it on to my children. Yeah. And it, I'm taking responsibility for stopping all of that stuff. And I have. So that's what the theme of my, one of the themes of my life and like bringing in abundance and bringing in, you know, health and well-being and not having a marriage like all of my ancestors' marriages, except for Evelyn's, but like my direct lines, all of the, all of the marriages and my parental lines, like, no. I'm not doing that. I'm not bringing poverty forward. I'm not bringing mental illness forward. I'm not bringing addiction forward. I'm not bringing abuse forward. Yeah. I have shed all of that. So that would be a huge theme. I mean, I sort of have an image of it, like sort of coming out of, it's sort of like a snake coming out of an old skin. A different snake, which is a terrible because I don't like snakes. So it's it's more like a thing coming out of an old. It's a whole new thing coming out of something that it, that it came through, but it is not of it. Well, how about how about like a butterfly? Yeah. Right, yeah. Like you you have you're coming out of a cocoon that used to be a, um, you know, um, what's it? Name of it? Oh, not a worm, but anyway, it can. Caterpillar. The word. Yeah, caterpillar, exactly. Uh, but it's just transformed into something completely different. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Completely. And is there any yeah. sense of that you, you know, because you've had that that fear, right? But I'm not hearing anything that you're complete. Do you have a sense that your life will be 
somewhat short other than the whole thing with your mom? No, but I mean, I'm not the one to ask for that right about that right now because my my perception <laughs> is distorted, right? Like I, that's my okay. fear. So right. I don't know. I don't know how you can have a, a. I mean, I prepare everything as if it might happen. You know, right. I have life insurance. When I go to Ireland, I had all of my team here ready to go and help Sirsha in case something happens to me. Like everything is always ready in case that happens. Okay. Everything always. Okay. So tell me the ways, just stop for two minutes and tell me all the ways in which you are, you are like your mother. Your face, you, look, you resemble, resemble her. Yeah, I do. My, my coloring, my skin coloring, my um, eye coloring. Um, you know, she, she had very similar interests. So she, she was pursuing a degree in psychology for career counseling when she died, she was a photographer and a writer, and she was very social. She's actually more of an extrovert than me, um, but hmm. she was a people, a relationship person. So there was a lot in common, um, but she was very different. She was quite skinny, um, and she was insecure, and she was not super athletic, um, and she was She actually had a great sense of humor. Um, but, you know, low self-esteem and not very... Uh, she took a lot of abuse in her life. That's, that's, that's exactly. Yeah. Yeah. She really did. And is it, And that is something that somehow it's like she... When she started coming out of it, she divorced your father and, and, you, and things started changing for her. Was there any sense in her, just your intuition or things that she may have told you, that she felt like somehow she betrayed herself by putting up for so long with your no, father? No, she did, she did not feel that way. Because at one point she said, yeah, this, you know, this has been hard, but I don't regret any of it. <laughs> hmm. I was like, Really? Your children were abused by this guy, and you don't regret that. Yeah. I don't know if that was defensiveness or what, but um, sometimes so. mothers say things like that because they don't want in any way, you know, regretting being with your father also has a consequence that you would not be alive. Right. That's true. That's true. But sometimes for mothers can be a little bit tricky with that, you know. Yeah. Um. Because the sense that I get is that there's so many ways in which you're so different from your mother. Uh, profoundly different. Profoundly different. Yep. I would call, this is, again, this is just my intuition, but what caused her early departure or her, actually, on one hand, in my very spiritual place, I feel like it was an early graduation. Some people graduate when they're 90, some people graduate when they're four. You know, she yeah. graduated from this life. She came to do what she came to do, and she left. And your path is so different than hers. I feel like there's a lot. I feel like I have a lot to do. You know, I feel like yeah. there is a lot more for me to do in life. Yes, that is it. That is it. That's exactly, exactly what and I And she was said. depressed, and at one point out during end of the divorce part she was suicidal oh. and that actually um is one of the predictors of cancer like people who are, go through suicides and or have those feelings she's mm -hmm. very very depressed that can be one of the causes of cancer yeah well because what happens is that their cancer is actually like almost like an immune so what is it, an autoimmune system or any mm -hmm. disease sorry is the body going against itself, which is exactly what suicide is in an emotional level and, you know, feeling like somehow you have to just destroy yourself. And, you know, you may, we, you know, people may have a tiny glimpse of it, but the degree to which she experiences is very different. And it, it has to do with all the abuse she also put up with, right? And so 
But that's it. That's what I wanted to hear. I was celebrating on this side when you were saying it. I feel like I have so much to do. Yeah. That's it. So I want you to hold on to that. I, you know, whenever, you know, these, until we talk again, I'm nothing like my mother and I have so much to do. I am nothing like my mother and I have so much more to do in life. There's so much more. There's so, I mean, in every area. Yeah. Yeah. So you're going to be around for a while. You have a lot to do. So I'm going to be around for a while because I have a lot to do. And I'm very committed to doing it. And I'm very committed to doing it. Yeah. And for a minute, I want you to just close your eyes and see Tiersha as a grown woman. And you, you, you know, just, it just doesn't matter if you see her or you just sense her. And having this beautiful friendship with you. Yeah. Share life, you know, and she is like at the point of like, okay, does she want a partner or is she going to go travel or is she going to, you know, pursue these other opportunities? Just life, right? Sharing life. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be a beautiful thing. Yeah. Hmm. Because that's very life-affirming. So remember of your garden of possibilities and the fertile ground. Yeah. Brilliant. Okay. Beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you. You're very welcome. So have a beautiful week or couple of weeks, and I'm here if you need anything. Brilliant. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Bye now. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye.
step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.